Hello, welcome to Closing Chapters, Everyday Real Estate Tales. I'm your host, Brittany Fry. I'm a realtor, I'm a military wife, and I'm a mom. Join me and come transaction by transaction throughout my real estate career starting back in 2016 to hear about the highs, the lows, and the unexpected turns along the way through all of my customers. It's going to be a crazy ride, you guys. I am so excited to share the past, the current, and then what's coming in the future. Hang tight for the ride. Join me about being a realtor, a military spouse, and a mom. Can't wait to see you there. Hey, friends. Welcome back. This episode is a little interesting, has some twists and turns, a lot of lessons learned, and a lot of sweat equity. Not every deal is a big deal, friends, but that doesn't mean that it's not a lot of work, and it doesn't mean that it's not worth it to do the work. Today's episode is about an estate. This estate was a family property that this woman grew up in and has moved away since, And but Mama stayed, and it was her house. So Mama has passed. It is time to sell the house. It's a little teeny tiny house on a nice little plot of land out in the countryside of Sumter. And she's not here, really. She comes into town, get everything set up, and then she's gone. She's left it up to her cousins and brothers to come in and do some of the renovation work and thinks that everything's in good shape. And some of it is, some of it isn't. And there's a lot to unpack. So let's start from the beginning. How did I get this client? This client actually came through our rental department. This house had been rented for quite a while, and it was actually a family friend of our current property manager at the time at my office. So she was not a licensed agent. She just did property management and was referring out um, her, it was like a, a distant cousin kind of situation. So I happily took it on just to help out. And I knew it wasn't going to be a big transaction, but sometimes, like I said, that doesn't always matter. We just do what we need to to help. Well, this transaction was more about growing and learning for me. The seller on the side was the daughter of the mom that had lived in the house. And she was quite a powerhouse woman. I'm talking veteran, chef, traveling, teaching. She was pretty amazing. She had a huge personality and there was always something to learn from her. So it was really cool to have conversations with her, live vicariously through some of her experiences, and learn some good life lessons along the way. Now, I also had a few to teach her as well. The first one is family is not always the best choice whenever you're trying to get work done on a property. She really trusted and thought that her family was going to help her out and do what they needed to do and show up when they needed to show up, and they just didn't. There was no priority there. She was not there to drag them along or to see the quality of work being done. So there was a lot of things that we ended up finding out in retrospect afterwards, like countertops were just sitting on top of the new cabinetry. They were never actually attached. Or appliances had been put in, 
but not actually hooked up. Or a new tub had been replaced, but the drain line was not actually hooked up to the drain underneath of the house. So there were several different things that we ended up finding out later on that we had to go back and fix that was kind of frustrating for her. And I wish that I could have helped her from the beginning before the renovations had ever began to get her the right contacts that were going to do it right the first time quickly and help her be on her merry way. Now, like I said, this was a pretty small house. So it took a little while for us to get some traction and to get some interest in it. We actually ended up with a young military family purchasing it, and that meant the house had to pass a VA appraisal. What's the big deal, Brittany? You do VA every day, all day. I do. But this house had had a small house fire in it from the kitchen up into the attic, and I was unaware of that until after we were under contract and after a home inspection had happened and the home inspector saw the remains of where some of the beams in the attic had smoke damage to them. So I had a very interesting phone call where I said, Hey, Miss Seller, we just got the home inspection back and the buyer's agent is freaking out because we did not disclose that there was a house fire and there are charred boards in the attic. <laughs> so she went on to explain to me that her mom had had a small kitchen fire and that's what problems with the renovation. I thought they were just updating it to get it sold. And we had a long life chat about how you have to disclose all of the things that you know that happened to the property, especially if there's still damage to the property that can be seen. And what I mean by that is if you had a leak in the roof and you fixed it or you got a new roof put on, you don't have to disclose once upon a time there was a leak in the roof. You fixed it, it's prepared, it is no longer a leak in the roof. But if I go in the attic and there are actively black beams in the attic from smoke damage and I have not disclosed that there was ever a fire in the property, that's a problem. There's still active evidence that there was a fire. So we have to disclose and show that it's been properly taken care of. So in this case, we were actually able to move forward and move past some of this stuff. Um, what needed to happen was that the beams needed to be sealed with a proper chemical just to make sure that that smoke smell and the char didn't continue um, in the house and that the wood was protected and wasn't going to like easily be vulnerable to the elements in the future. So anyhow, we got past that realized that the countertops were not <laughs> attached, got those fixed, had to go underneath the house, fix the drain line, ran um, a dryer vent underneath of the house, several different things that had to happen after the fact. Nonetheless, we found out there was a pump room attached to the back of the house was on a well that was filled with trash that had never been removed. And the there was, oh, we had to have a water test done on the property. So we had to figure out where the septic was located at, where the leach fields were located at. And this was an older house and not a whole lot of documentation to help with some of this stuff. So it was definitely a lot of learning and growing for me. And when I say sweat equity, my sweet husband helped me clean out all of the trash out of this pump house, clean out a lot of trash out from underneath of the crawl space of the house, amongst various other items. So... 
word to the wise, before you just trust that family is always going to have your back, make sure that there's still somebody there that's a third party supervising or helping along the way. And or do your due diligence. Actually get a couple quotes. Actually get some different people involved. Don't just bank on one person to do everything for you. Now, we got it all done. And the reason why being a VA loan was so specific or so different is once again, this was an older house. Like I just mentioned, it's on a well. It had a septic system. There aren't that many properties on wells in town anymore, right? So that meant that there had to be extra steps put in place, extra testing to be done to make sure that this property could qualify for a VA loan. And when we talk about, you know, finding the fire damage up in the attic, that's super important. For VA, a house has to be in a set standard. It has to check specific boxes in order for that borrower to be able to get a loan. So they needed to know that ahead of time. We can't see the attic from the first floor. Me as an agent, I'm not crawling in crawl spaces and attics whenever I list a property. That's not in my purview. I'm not a contractor. I don't need to go up there and check on things. That's not any part of my wheelhouse. So what is part of my wheelhouse is trying to make sure that I have as much information to pass along that is appropriate from the beginning. And to not have surprises. <laughs> Nobody likes surprises in this process. Sellers don't, buyers don't, agents don't. We don't want surprises. So just know, sellers, that whenever an agent is asking you to be as thorough as possible on your property disclosure or to tell everything that you know up front, it is not worth hiding anything. It will be found out. And when it gets found out, it's not fun. And then we have a lot more work to do. Okay. And I'm not a backpedaler. I don't like going backwards and saying, oh, I'm so sorry, but this, this, and this. We don't play that game. We take ownership, we fix the problem, and then we move forward, which is exactly what we were able to do in this transaction. So we get past some of these wonky repairs. We get past the VA appraisal, the water tests, finding out where the leach fields are. We had to have a septic company come out and certify that the leach fields, the drain fields, were so many feet away from the house. I think it was like 75 feet away from the house. Once again, when you're talking about these older properties, the set code that we have today may not have been in place then. Um, so it becomes real interesting on what gets grandfathered in, what the current requirement is now, and how do we navigate all of that. So we did. We were okay. And once again, on the seller side, you know, she was pretty blindsided and kind of MIA. She was in Georgia or traveling out of the country. So <laughs> trying to get a hold of her and make everything happen in one foul swoop was really interesting. I think she thought it was going to be very much a set it and forget it type of situation where once you list it, somebody else just does everything else and then you get to a closing table, right? And that's not the case, especially when you have repairs to be done. It's not the agent's responsibility to negotiate repairs or to have the repairs done. That is the seller's responsibility. I'm here to help guide. I'm here to make suggestions, to give you connections and contacts, but it is absolutely the owner or the seller's responsibility to be the one to call the contractor and get it set up for them to come out there and do the repairs and get the estimates and be comfortable with that. Because what could happen 
is if you say, Brittany, just get it done. And I get my contractor out there and I get everything done. And then we get to the closing table and you see the bill for it, or I give you the bill for it after the fact. And you say, Brittany, I don't want to pay that much for repairs. Why does it cost that much? Da -da 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 -da. What can I do at that point? You told me to get somebody out there. I got somebody out there. It costs what it costs. And now I can't take that away. So what do you do? How do you handle that? The answer is, is you don't get in that situation in the first place. <laughs> That's why it's important for you as a seller to navigate these things. You handle your money. You decide where your money goes. And you have to be comfortable and confident in the decisions you're making. Now I'm going to tell you what I feel should happen or who I think you should use or could use. And you have to make that decision to move forward. So in this case, this was like really kind of like skating on ice. We had a very strict timeline to meet to be able to get to closing table on time and make everything happen. And when you can't get a hold of somebody and there's not somebody giving you answers on how to do things and what to do, you kind of have to roll with it a little bit. So finally I got, you know, like quick answers from her and a little bit of guidance on how I can move forward. And we were able to, to work with that and get it all done. In the meantime, like I said, my sweet husband and I spent a lot of time at the house um, doing what we could to clean it up and get it ready and fix some of the little small things um, that we could that didn't take a contractor to do that. And I am so, so thankful for all of his help. Once again, this was like a $70,000 property. Yeah, it closed for $72,500. My commission was not very big on this property. It surely did not cover the time and effort spent on this property. However, it provided a lot of lessons learned, new experiences, and some guidance for me to remember to set the pace up front, right? It's my job to set the expectation, to explain everything that's going to happen throughout the process, and when I need you the most, so that you know each step of the transaction, when you're going to expect to hear from me and when I need you to be answering me right away and what your part is in that process. So a lot of lessons learned. Ultimately, keys were put into the hand of a young military family. They welcomed their first baby into this home, which is really cool. And when I was welcoming my first baby into the world several years later, I got a phone call from this buyer. He wasn't my client, folks. But he gives me a call and he says, Brittany, I don't have any water. I need to know where the well's at. Can you help me? I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'm pulling up all my paperwork that I can find. I'm going through all my emails because I know that we have this water test done. I know that we have the septic company out there. I'm providing him with any documentation I can find that might help figure out what's going on. Something had happened to the well. The well pump needed to be addressed. We knew where the actual pump was in the pump house, but the well itself was in a different location. Well, this is what happens with older properties sometimes. There was a patio that had been poured out the back door. That patio was poured on top of the well. So this poor guy had to dig up the concrete to get to the water line underneath of the patio to get to his well to repair it to have water back to his house. I felt so bad that he was having to go through this. Like I said, this was several years later after he purchased the house. Three, like at least three years, yeah. He purchased it in 2017 and I had my daughter 
in 2020. <laughs> so he lived there for several years, hadn't had any issues. All of a sudden there's a problem and now he can't find where the water line is at. I don't know why I was his first call. I don't know what he thought I could provide for him, but I'll be it. I'm going to try my best. And I did. I stopped what I was doing. I searched for like three hours. I cannot tell you how many phone calls I made, how many documents I went through, anything and everything that I could to, to try to help him. So it just goes to show it doesn't matter what side of the table you're on. Sometimes when you leave a really good impression, you are still top of mind. He called me first, not his agent, not a plumber, not anybody else. He called me. And I guess that should mean a lot to me. <laughs> At the time, I felt like, oh my goodness, dude, I don't know why you're calling me. I'm not the right person to help with this. Uh, but ultimately, we at least got enough information put together that he could get the right contractor out there and have an idea of where to look, what to look for, and get the problem fixed. And ultimately, he did. But unfortunately, it was at the expense of digging up a concrete patio. So anyhow, just know, regardless of what house you get, there's always going to be some little surprise along the way. And this unfortunately was a big one that was not so fun for him. But he got past it, and the water got fixed, and his house was okay, and his family was okay, and we all moved forward. So this is my little house with a lot of lessons, friends. I hope that you found a few nuggets that you can take away. Remember, family and friends are really good to be family and friends, not necessarily business partners. And if you need help with professional contacts, I am always here Talk to help to as much as I can. Bye.